Hello and welcome back to Talking with Tea! Hi everyone, so thank you so much for joining into the tea party that needs no invitation. As always guys, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, please let me know how you like the sound quality of this one compared to the last one. I've gotten some comments how the last one you couldn't really hear me. That is because my mic had died apparently and I did not know so my recording was supposed to be going through my mic and instead went through just the normal computer audio. And then I decided I'd buy a new mic so this is the new one so let me know. And today's episode is about something very near and dear to my heart. Um, it's a show that I watched for... I watched it from the beginning. Not when it came out, though. <laughs> when it first came out, I did not watch it. So I'm gonna say something and we're gonna see if you can guess it. This show... Well, this episode is a tribute, if you will. It's a cold one and a pie for the end of these guys. Yes, if you got that, that is Supernatural. Woohoo! Um, so Supernatural has been going on for a very, very, very long time. Starting in 2005. So, similar to Grey's Anatomy with their many, many seasons, Supernatural has 15 seasons. And the 15th season will be coming out very soon in 2020. Woohoo! We are in 2020 and that might be the good thing that happens because we've had some pretty bad things happening. So in honor of 15 seasons, I'm gonna hit us with some fifth. How about 15 theories? Or just like... Yeah. So fair warning, um... Some of these theories were early theories, so there are a lot, a lot, a lot of theories out there, but many of them have been disproven throughout the seasons. So let's start. So the first one I have is Michael inhabited John in the past, and he's been able to do so for John's entire life. And I'm going to clarify, we're talking John as in John Winchester. So, the dad of Sam and Dean. So, for those of you who don't know, we're going to summarize this a little quick. So, Supernatural is like a haunting style series following the thrilling, yet sometimes terrifying, adventures, journeys, mysteries, of Sam and Dean Winchester. So these two are brothers. Dean is the older brother, as Sam is the younger brother. Um, Sam had almost went to college. Actually, I believe Sam did college for a very brief period. His girlfriend had been killed by a demon in the similar fashion that their mother had been killed by a demon. But more on that later. So these two brothers face increasingly sinister landscapes and danger because kind of just what they do. Um, so they hunt monsters, demons, supernatural creatures. And after they, lo they lost their mother to a supernatural force demon, 
Um, the brothers were raised by their father as soldiers who were able to track mysterious and demonic creatures. Um, however, violent memories and relationship-threatening secrets add additional burdens onto Sam and Dean as they investigate all things that go bump in the night, if you will. So as these old tricks and tools are rendered useless, as they are betrayed, as they're heartbroken, the brothers have to trust each other as they encounter every new enemy that comes in every episode. So, on with theories. So theory number one is Michael. Michael is an angel, by the way, guys. Michael inhabited John Winchester in the past, and he's been able to do so for his entire life. So, here's some reasons why. The Winchesters always seem to have some issues with angels. Um, even young John Winchester is a vessel for Michael. Um, vessel is similar to... not It's like possession. Like, something else is in there. And sometimes it's consensual, like with an angel or non-consensual. And we'll get more on that later. So, when Sam and Dean travel to the past with Michael, um, John says yes to him being a vessel. Actually, no, this is before they travel to the past. But since John did say yes before, um, it's possible. What if it's just one yes is, is all an angel might need to keep coming back and inhabiting the same vessel. So this would explain why his parenting style of Sam and Dean are so different than the way he treated Adam. So Adam is... How do I explain who Adam is? So Adam, we see very late in the seasons. Um, we see him a little bit in 4 to 5 and season 15, I believe. Yeah, 15, he's then... He's still alive, but he's possessed by Michael. Because he's... Kinda. Kinda demon. Kinda not demon. It's a very interesting thing. So he's the younger half-brother to Dean and Sam. So... He's... Uh, Adam's not the best brother. And unlike his half-brothers, he wasn't raised as a hunter. But still shared a lot of Dean and his personality. So... John would, would kinda appear to spend time with Adam. Adam never really considered him exactly as his father, so he only ever acknowledged his mother as his family. So then, Adam was never aware of his father having other children, who, again, Dean and Sam didn't know he existed until long later. So, our favorite Winchester boys only share a father with Adam. It wasn't an easy thing. So, 
so from there we're gonna talk about how like he treated Adam so differently like he never Adam met his father at like age 12 and he never once at all had any connection relation or like connecting factor to his father which is kind of interesting but also kind of weird and then we see later like he's never trained to do anything like monster hunting but then there's Sam and Dean they are trained they're, they're raised essentially to only 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 essentially know how to hunt and I feel so bad for them because they, they deserved a normal childhood. Their mom gave them a normal one, but their dad didn't. So the difference in parenting kind of brings the question of maybe it was really Michael training the boys to be vessels one day. Training them to be able to have the ability to in allow something to inhabit them as well as being able to protect those who should not be within their range. And John might not have even realized Michael was there, like, when Gadriel was controlling Sam. So, since they were raised to understand to be a vessel, and they had... Not experience then, but like, they had a, someone who knew because they were one. It would explain why the boys are so good at knowing when there's a possession. And they can recognize a consented vessel versus a non-consensual vessel. So that's kind of cool. So I have been asked to speak about this one when I brought this up. Distil. Distil is the ship or relationship name of... Cass, Castile, and Dean. Um, so... There's a ton of fan relationships in Supernatural, but none are as known as to steal. And it's because, like, there's a joking, um, it might not even be joking. We, we don't actually know. There, there's, like, a sexual, like, romantic tension between Castile and Dean, and it's been noticed by a lot of fans. Um, I never paid attention to it, I'm gonna be honest. And unlike things in the show, like pairings that you see everywhere else, the steel has actually been acknowledged in the show, and even by some of the actors. Like, there's always jokes about Dean and Cass's relationship being more than friends. Um, Dean has been called Cass's favorite human so, so many times, and Crowley even made quips about the two dating. Um, so because of that, it's seen by many fans as a legitimate romantic relationship in the show. And the concept has been around since... <sighs> for a long time. Like, I believe... It came partially like the first episode he came in. So like... He appeared in season 3. Or, no, season four. Sorry about that. And he's an angel. 
So it's kind of fun to see like that he comes in season four, but like from season four on, people have formed this like as a obsession about the two. And with the finale slowly approaching, fans think that they're gonna make up an ending. Like, fans are expecting an ending, and if they don't like it, they plan to make one up. So, Theory 3 is a little more unique, and it's that Supernatural and The Walking Dead are in the same universe. <laughs> and... Here's why. So the walkers are, like in this theory, the walkers are the result of some kind of apocalypse triggered by Sam and Dean. And that's kind of because, like, these two have been destined so many times to end the world. And for a long time, it's, it's always like a running joke that these two are destined to end the world. Um, so then, another thing is, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he plays John Winca Winchester. He hasn't been on Supernatural for a long time, but his character has an important part of the show. And in 2019 and 2018, he appeared on the show Walking Dead as fan-favorite villain Negan. Negan? I can't pronounce it, I'm sorry. So people think that's, like, the crossing of it. Um, and Supernatural thought it would be funny to give, like, the zombie apocalypse show a nod by having Dean pull out Negan's weapon of choice, Lucille. Um, so I'm not sure if anyone knows, like, what Lucille is, so I'm gonna just explain it. Um, Lucille is a bat with barbed wire and nails. And um, Negan in the show named the bat Lucille because she got her through. Like, his wife got him through so much and the bat has got him through so much. And so he pulls out Lucille and say that their dad used to love it. Um, and according to the theory, it's supposed to be more than just a nod. Supposedly, Negan is John Winchester after becoming a demon or being possessed by one, and that's why. And it would make sense because Negan certainly has the wit, bloodlust, and obsession with power that demon typically has. Um, next is... Um, Meg... Meg Masters, if you will. We see her in Scarecrow and... Goodbye, Stranger. So, she is... Um, Meg Masters is an unnamed demon we only know as Meg, who is named after was 
She named after the woman she was originally seen possessing, and was at one point a loyal follower of Lucifer. I believe she, yeah, she's dead now. Um, so the demon was exercised from Meg, and Meg died in the process. And we see the demon sometimes a couple times later. So the reason why is Meg could have sold her soul in order to save the man she loved. And her soul would have then become corrupted in the underworld or hell as you will, turning her into a demon. And that could make sense because we only know I believe there's a comment made that Meg was a fairly willing, but also unwilling, possessor. And Supernatural's never shied away from crossovers. I mean, they used a prop from Walking Dead and recently aired Scooby Natural. So a cross, which was a crossover with Scooby-Doo and I was in love with it, it's super cute. Um, and it's even crossed, it's <laughs> crossed over with itself in the episode French Mistake. Um, the characters have also crossed paths with Hercules, and according to the theory, the demon Meg is actually Megara, because Megara sold her soul in the beginning, and it's possible that when it was held by Hades, it became, for lack of a better word, corrupted. And it was slowly just gaining power and energy so that when Meg actually died, it became a full demon. And while this is certainly interesting, it's a little crazy to happen on the show. And also, Disney would never go for a crossover with Supernatural because, you know, they're, they prefer the more wholesome method. It's probably not the idea the writers had for Meg's character when the creator, but I still think it makes perfect sense. So another one is Crowley was once an angel, and this theory states that Crowley was an angel who fell from heaven, sold his soul, and became a demon. So viewers still are not over losing fan favorite and longtime entertainer Crowley in season 12. He was suave, he was sassy, and he was incredibly devious. Uh, if you can tell, I was a, I was a fan of him. I liked him. He was entertaining. Um, and while he's always a demon on the show, some fans like to believe he may have once been an angel. And at one point in the show, it's revealed he met the angel Naomi in Mesopotamia. So it only makes sense for him to be along that, be along for that time, and be around for that long, is if he was an angel, because before, because it was before he would have been born as a human. Also, Crowley's always had like a soft spot, and if he was once an angel, it could explain why he likes to help people occasionally. He even helped save the apocalypse, so like, he definitely likes to help people at times, so there's a good chance this, this demon had originally been an angel who fell from heaven, sold his soul, and became a demon. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's 
Well, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binaries. This is everybody's least favorite theory because it's everywhere. It's, it was all a dream. And that's because what if the Winchesters never woke up from their sleep in episode, dream a little of me. Everything that from that moment on would have been in Sam and Dean's overactive imaginations. And while the it's all a dream concept may seem overplayed, it's been done in shows and movies before, despite how overplayed it is. Now this would definitely be considered lazy writing, but it's completely plausible, and they've been dreaming and had no idea. It's happened on the show before, just in small doses. Next, bad luck for the Winchesters. It's all because of a mirror. People say smashing a single mirror is seven bad lucks. It's seven years bad luck. So it's hard to tell how many years <laughs> the Winchesters have accumulated in a moment. So the Winchesters have always had terrible luck. Both Mary and John met terrible face. Sam and Dean never seemed to be like they can catch a break for longer than a few hours. Everyone they care to grow, they grow to care for or love, tragically turns against them or passes away. According to this theory, it's because of a broken mirror. And the theory goes along with, well, there's two things. So one is the amount they accumulated fighting a historically unenjoyable character from supernatural theories and like old legends named Mary had and the boys were fighting her, they had to smash all the mirrors that she kept popping up in. And while this theory probably started as a joke with all the lore and myths that are true on the show, it wouldn't be surprising if this one was too. So the theory is either A, there was just so much happening that it had to go back in time for them and affect their past and their future. Or their father tried to fight the same I'm not sure what to describe her as, like a creature? Demon? Um, same thing, and while he lost, he did end up smashing some mirrors. So, going back to this, um, theory number eight is a continuation, essentially, of this. Uh, because the flashbacks of the childhood show the times where the boys have experienced a few kid normally like normal kid things in their life it shows them breaking objects that accidentally including some mirrors so that might be another thing next are number nine sam and dean are actually dead and are in heaven everything that has happened on the show from then on has been their version of heaven because they are happiest when they're fighting alongside each other so, we see, um, in season 5, fans got their first glimpse of what heaven looks like when Sam and Dean are there. 
Their heaven switched all the time to different memories and environments depending on when they were happiest. And one theory states that the boys lost their lives in the episode Swan, Swan Song, and since that episode, they've been in heaven ever since. So everyone knows the boys have always needed each other. So there's no way they wouldn't be in heaven together, and be together in their versions of heaven. And hunting's always been their normal, so it makes sense to continue doing it even in the afternoon. And even in the afterlife. Number 10. The boys... This is just a common to start with. The boys are never, like, continuously showing injuries? How? And some fans have noticed that the pair should have accumulated at least thousands of scars and battered wounds by now. Yet they don't. The Winchesters have even cut themselves for proving they aren't possessed. Very spells, and they cut themselves for ra very random reasons. They're also getting constantly beat up and shot at. And one theory um, that I found on Reddit is that Cass secretly heals them all the time. And it makes sense, considering how often the ma minor injuries disappear so quickly. Sometimes he even heals them without them knowing. And we see that in the show occasionally. And Cass is with them a lot of time with his angel juice and can quickly heal whatever he needs to. Part of it's also, of course, the magic of television. It's way more fun to imagine... Like, yeah, it's the magic of television. Or we could, like, say that... Like... It's just an inconsistency in the show. But I think it's fun to imagine Cass running to heal the boys whenever one of them hurt. Like, you know, just to, like... Have you ever seen, like, a mom run and push people over on their way to go, like, pick up their kid who just scraped his knee? That is probably Cass. Like, no! No! Those are mine! No, they're hurt! I need, I need to be there! Next up is number 11, which is my alternative theories to the boys never having injuries, like, ever. Um, so the boys have been possessed a couple, make that, multiple times. And with each possession, the boys have probably started to gain a cross DNA with the de demons. And because of that, they can't sustain injuries for too long. Um, another thing is, this one, this theory came from partially the fact that they have tattoos. Also, I've seen Shadowhunters a couple times. Is that they have protective tattoos. And those are automatically just, like, healing them. Number 12, um, guys, as you know, I try not to let religion come into this, but I think this is kind of a fun theory. Um, I found this one on BuzzFeed. Um, and it's the boys are or represent Jesus. Um, and the reason why is Sam and Dean have both risen from the grave on more than one occasion. And when one of them perishes, it's not too far that they are brought back to life. Um, a couple fans think that they're coming back from the grave could be more than just a re recurring plot device.
with angels, God, and Lucifer, it's not hard to assume that they may have, like, some kind of messiah on the show. And according to the theory, Sam and Dean could actually be Jesus, or at least symbolize him. And the boys have saved the world, and even stopped an apocalypse, so they could, I guess, be seen as a savior of sorts. They have, um, sacrificed their lives for others, so... And then be raised from the grave by orders of God himself in the show. So I guess they could be considered, and it's kind of cool, but also like, eh? Um, 13, again, I'm sorry, we're still talking a little bit religion. Um, Lilith and Alistair are <laughs> Adam and Eve, and it's theoried that Lilith and Alistair are the two most powerful demons in the show. And the two that the they're the most powerful demons the Winchesters have ever faced. They're supposedly the oldest demons in existence, leading a fan to create the the further story for them. And this theory is like the idea that Lilith and Alistair were Adam and Eve before they became demons. The first demons were human souls tormented until they were twisted into something evil. So these first demons must have been the first humans to ever pass away. And because Adam and Eve, Eve betrayed God by eating forbidden fruit, they could have ended up not in heaven. And Lilith does prefer to possess women, while Alistair prefers to possess men, which would certainly make for an Adam and Eve story. And it's an interesting th- story, and there is some logic behind that, that would make sense. And 14 is, John will come back as a restless spirit, and there's rumors that John Winchester could return to Supernatural ever since, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan left the show, and every season fans wonder if he can make an appearance, particularly since, um, Mary has already been brought back. Some people think he could come back as a restless spirit, and it's assumed that John has been in heaven this entire time, but it's never been proven, and fans know spirits can stick around if they're tethered to an object, like Bobby with his flask when he was a ghost. Um, the Impala could definitely be an anchor for John. He had it for most of his life, and some of, and it's one of his most beloved possessions. Or we could even talk about, like, his weapons. Um, plus he has a protective nature he has for the boys, so it wouldn't be too crazy to assume he'd stuck around them this whole time. Um, though I will say, if I had to put money on one of someone being tethered to the Impala, I'm going with the Dean. Um, and number 15 to end this. The boy's half-brother Adam is the final villain to end it all. And I've always wondered why we could just forget about Adam and why it was never mentioned. It got me thinking, what would Adam think about this? Knowing his half-brothers forgot him for years while he was suffering. He'd be angry, right? But how angry? Angry enough to make a deal with something else in that pit? And yeah, we do know he walks out with Michael possessing him at the end, but what else is going to happen? And I don't think we've seen the last of either of them. Um, I kind of think that he might just be the worst enemy Dean and Sam face. Because there's no wish for an apocalypse or the death of God. It's gonna be this time it's personal, and this time it's Winchester versus Winchester. 
Well, he doesn't have Winchester as a last name, but he still shares a dad, so. He's still technically a Winchester. But guys, thank you so, 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 so much for tuning in to Talking With T. As always, I'm your host, T. And I can't wait to see you next week. Remember, guys, um, if you have any questions, anything you need to talk about, if you just want to reach out and have a friend, I'm always here and I'm always excited to get to hear from you guys. So, yeah. Thank you.